Hey everybody, Mike and Deb, and we're super excited to bring our next guest to you, and we're going to let her introduce to you what she's doing to serve our senior community with Senior Placement. I am delighted to have my very, very dear friend, Carrie Ann Longquist here with us today. Carrie Ann is the owner of All About Youth Placement and Senior Resources. And one of the things that I love about her business and what she stands for is she did this to honor her father. And I thought that was absolutely wonderful. She has a list of accolades and awards that's longer than my arm, so we aren't going to list all of them, but a couple of them I think were definitely worth mentioning. Not that the others certainly are, but Emerging Business of the Year 2022 by Queen Creek Chamber of Commerce. Wow, congratulations. Wow. Well, I was nominated. I didn't win, oh, but okay. still, for You're me, winner of my book. the nomination <laughs> was hey, phenomenal. You, you made yeah, the I, list. I did, and we did as a team. And you've also been nominated for Business Women of the Year and Small Business of the Year by the Gilbert Chamber of Commerce. Wow. And her why is even more beautiful than she is and that is family so with that and we wanted to make this short because we want to continue segments with carrie ann because her business is growing and it has such a passionate need so i have a question yes. when a family finally decides that they need to do a placement with mom or dad or grandmother or grandfather I know that's a very tough decision. I went through that personally with my mom and it was a labor of love. It truly was. But at a 10,000 foot view, how do you get started and how does that get implemented? The placement end as the far as working with families. Yeah. Yes. So families will get referred to us in a variety of ways. We get called out on Facebook. We have one of the things that honors me the most I feel is when I've helped somebody and then that family tells someone else when they see a need to reach out to us so really the first stages is, is is a conversation and that's important because they will reach out or I will reach out to them and I just want to hear where they're at and where they feel their needs are and usually it's not the senior that I talk to first it doesn't mean that it isn't them but it's usually their family members and so under those circumstances, then I just want to hear kind of their opinion of what's going on. Because many times when there is a lot going on, the initial response is, oh boy, they can't live at home anymore. They have to move. And that's not necessarily the truth. And I'm, I'm a less is more girl. I want to be least restricted, most appropriate. I want people to treat me, or I want to treat people how I want to be treated. Is look at the whole situation and see what resources are needed and it could be in home it could be medical there's a lot of things but as we move into the placement arm then we do many assessments i meet the seniors i want to get to know them their life story who they are what their needs are i want to see are they a veteran do we need to look at medicaid the financial sustainability of it and make sure that whatever place we look at as options together face to face boots on the ground together, that it makes sense on every level, medically, financially, personally, 
that wherever they go, they're going to find their people and they'll find their new next chapter of life, which I hope is an improvement and is also not restrictive. It is allowing them to have some assistance, but still be very independent. And the lifestyle that they've been accustomed Absolutely. to. Absolutely. So that being said, and that's wonderful, I love the way, and I've seen the way that you've worked with families and seniors. When do you find that it's most necessary for a placement to begin and take place? Well, you know, uh, most of it is when somebody is in a dangerous situation or a potentially dangerous situation. And what that means is that, you know, maybe they're not taking their medications appropriately. Maybe they're sleeping too much. Maybe they lost a spouse and they're in depression. They distance themselves from family and friends. Uh, also, too, if cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's or dementia is involved, and we have to look at, you know, how can they live their best life? But we definitely have to look at a supportive environment. It doesn't mean restrictive. It means supportive that can help them regain whatever independence at that level that they have um, and live life again. And the biggest thing is, is especially cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's and dementia is pretty much 90% of my cases in whether it's beginning stages or far along. And what I will say is a lot of people are fearful to talk about this because they feel that if their loved one or them themselves have been diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, that they have no other choice but a secure memory care, and that is not true. Many people live in assisted living and live very independently and, and can have a diagnosis. The diagnosis doesn't mean restriction. And I think that, you know, kind of answers to the paradigm shift that we have seen that families are no longer able to take care of grandma and grandpa like they did in the 50s and 60s. And I read the other day somewhere that the Alzheimer's diagnosis statistics are now up 146% over what they were like 10 years ago. No doubt. And the other startling one that was just, oh, that every 33 seconds someone is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I mean, that's astounding. Mm. I have three placements happening in the next seven days. All of spouses, all of mid to late stage, younger than we normally see, further along cognitively mm. in their impairment and physically healthy. Mm. Wow. Walking and not like the not like we've seen in the past with you expect seeing somebody who's in mid to late stage dementia that is in a wheelchair, not mobile, not speaking, not answering questions. That is not what we're seeing. And I, like I said, of three placements happening just in the in the seven days of necessary moves for memory care. Mm. Wow, that's shocking. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you've answered this third question, but I'm going to pose it to you anyway. Why should a family use a professional other than just being the maverick and saying, I can do this mm. on my own, I don't need a professional? Why should they use someone like you? 
Well, when someone chooses to use myself or my team, we are honored and blessed, number one, to walk through this journey with them. But why they should is that unfortunately, in all the years that I've been doing this and the hundreds of placements that I've done and thousands of people I've worked with, I many times have to undo the placements or the process that's gone on with people trying to go this on their own. Um, you know, there is so much information out there and people will Google and then they'll get, you know, what's close to me and think that it works. And it to work with us, again, we know all of the placements in the Valley that are actually East Valley. West Valley is not my area. I am very clear with everyone. The West Valley is not my area, but in the East Valley, we are in and out of all of these care homes, these communities. We have first-hand knowledge with our clients, the ones that have moved in. We go through Arizona Department of Health surveys. We know the owners. We know the management companies. We know the, the maintenance crew. Um, we know the tone. We know if it's private pay only, do they allow all techs at one point? What is the other resident base? Because just because it is down the street from you doesn't mean it's a good fit. I want to make sure when my folks make a move that there's commonality in the resident base so they can find friends, people that have similar backgrounds to them. We also know the care team. Um, I'm certified in placement. I'm also a certified senior advisor and a certified dementia practitioner and I'm a board certified patient healthcare advocate. I take all of this seriously and this is my everyday life. This is what I eat, live, and breathe every day. And so for my families, I don't want them more confused. I want them to be able to sit back, give us the information. I present them with options. I support them along the way. The decision is ultimately always theirs. It is not my decision. It is not my journey, but it is my honor to walk this with them and help them through the process. That's so poignant in phrasing it that way. And I do know, like I said, I walked that journey for nine years and I I wish there had been a Carrie Ann in my life. Well, you did a really good job. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Mike, do you have anything that you'd like to add for Carrie Ann? You know, first off, thank you for what you're doing for our safety community out there. And it's unfortunate that there's not enough Carrie Ann's in the world serving our seniors in their time of need. Um, with what you're doing but you know for anyone that's watching this um, maybe this is your calling card to, to do something amazing for your community and to to serve our seniors in a similar fashion uh, and if nothing else just get this information to the right hands and so uh, I have nothing else to add um, other than just a lot of gratitude a lot of thanks um, because this is something that's truly amazing uh, continue to do what you're doing for our community and uh, she did an amazing reflection of what Deb and I stand for and why we have this platform is because we want to serve those, put the right information into the right people's hands at the right time, that way that they can enjoy their senior living. And with that said, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I'm going to put Carrie Ann's contact information on here. And until next time, have a fantastic day and God bless. Bye now. Bye. Thank you.